The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here is the news. China has launched a public academic platform, Pub Scholar, to provide expansive, free access to scholarly materials. Run by the National Science Library at the Chinese Academy of Sciences, Pub Scholar aims to serve as a public welfare academic platform, ensuring intellectual property rights and international norms. The platform currently hosts about 170 million searchable resources, including around 80 million free full-text documents, such as journal articles, dissertations, preprints, and patent documents. The platform has seen a surge in public interest since its launch on November the 1st. The increase in website traffic caused noticeable delays in service response times, with the project team announcing that it was working to upgrade infrastructure to accommodate the growing user base. Pub Scholar stated on its website that the platform is dedicated to the provision of public welfare academic resources. Liu Shiwen, director of the National Science Library, said that while scientific research centers have little trouble acquiring technical papers, the general public and enterprise researchers face challenges in accessing them, mandating a platform like Pub Scholar. You're listening to Special English. After five years of design, building and trial voyages, China's first domestically built large cruise ship, the Adora Magic City, has been delivered in Shanghai, with its maiden voyage scheduled for January 1, 2024. China has been able to build an aircraft carrier, a large liquefied natural gas carrier, and a large cruise ship, the most challenging shipbuilding projects. That is according to the China State Shipbuilding Corporation. Chen Gang, general manager of Shanghai Weigaochou Shipbuilding under the corporation, said that a large cruise ship is considered an integrator in the industrial field, and the completion of the large cruise vessel marks further improvement in the overall strength of China's shipbuilding industry. The design and shipbuilding contract was signed at the first China International Import Expo back in November 2018. Over the past five years, Shanghai Weigaochou Shipbuilding has tackled a series of core technologies related to the power system, cabin environment and vibration noise. Designed with 16 floors, 
The ship has a total of forty thousand square meters of public living and recreational area. Passengers on board can enjoy a series of performances, including sitcoms and immersive music shows. A musical drama called Marco Polo: An Untold Love Story will be staged at the theater, which can hold up to one thousand people. The commercial operation of the ship will start at the Shanghai Wusongko International Cruise Terminal on January first, twenty twenty-four, and the ticket booking for the maiden voyage started on September the twentieth. It will start with a route to Northeast Asia with the Maritime Silk Road route. And other medium and long-distance routes to be expected in the future. This is special English. The world travel and tourism sector is well underway to recovering from the COVID-19 pandemic. That is according to Julia Simpson, the chief executive officer. Of the World Travel and Tourism Council, who at the same time urges governments to further ease visa application procedures, Simpson made the remark on the sidelines of the council's 23rd Global Summit, which took place in Rwanda's capital Kigali, from November the first to the third. Simpson suggested. That governments should work to ease visa restrictions and accelerate the process of visa applications in a bid to further support international tourism. The latest data from the World Travel and Tourism Council and its partner Oxford Economics shows that global travel is surging back. With all regions recovering faster than previously expected, especially the Asia-Pacific region, Simpson said that the travel and tourism sector is growing more than double the rate of global GDP. Under the theme "Building Bridges to a Sustainable Future," and co-hosted by the Rwanda Development Board. The Travel and Tourism Council brought together thousands of industry leaders, experts, and key government representatives this year in a bid to support the sector's growth and move to a safer, more resilient, inclusive, and sustainable future. Simpson also notes that regenerative tourism is the key for future development. Which aims at promoting a more sustainable way of travelling, and making sure that the cultural heritage, local traditions, and environment are conserved from one generation to the next. Founded in 1990, the World Travel and Tourism Council is a global authority on the economic and social contribution of travel and tourism. As a non-profit organization based in London, its members include more than two hundred CEOs, chairpersons, and presidents 
of the world's leading private sector travel and tourism businesses. You're listening to Special English. Amid concerns over the ecological impact of releasing foreign species into the wild, Guangzhou, the capital of China's southern Guangdong province, has put in place a local wildlife management regulation starting on November the 1st. The new regulation could see violators fined up to 100,000 yuan, about 13,600 US dollars, and facing potential legal repercussions if their actions harm people or property. Under the new rules, the release of foreign wildlife is largely prohibited, with certain species, like the alligator gar, explicitly listed. However, residents can set free native species deemed appropriate under a government-curated list for reintroduction into the wild. Those looking to release such wildlife must also submit details, including photos, species information and the planned release time to a designated government platform at least three working days in advance, allowing time for official feedback and guidelines to be given. Moreover, individuals are required to release animals in designated areas set by authorities, and releasing wildlife outside these approved zones could result in penalties from 2,000 yuan up to 10,000 yuan. The head of Guangzhou's Legislative Affairs Commission voiced concerns over the widespread release of wildlife observed during recent inspections, specifically the introduction of invasive foreign species has been wreaking havoc on the balance of local ecosystems due to a lack of effective management measures. The official also pointed out that releasing wildlife indiscriminately imposes various challenges. Foreign species might outcompete native ones for resources, while poisonous, ferocious, or unquarantined species may attack humans or other animals on being released, or even spread disease. Some released animals, lacking survival skills, may also be highly vulnerable. Species like the alligator gar, which is at the top of the no-release list, has also been found in many places, including parks and universities in Guangzhou. Often referred to as a living fossil, this predatory species, native to North America, has been around for over 100 million years, boasts sharp teeth, and lays eggs that are toxic. In April, a university in Guangzhou 
discovered a 1.2-meter-long alligator gar in one of its lakes. The creature was captured only after the university drained the entire lake over a span of almost 24 hours. According to a faculty member, the rapid growth of alligator gars often outpaces the capacity of standard household aquariums, leaving some people to release them into the wild. Mao Kang Shan, a professor at the College of Life Sciences at Sichuan University, said that releasing animals in an uncontrolled way causes great ecological safety hazards, and the introduction of local regulations has given a legal basis to regulate such activities. This is Special English. China has initiated a three-year action plan to promote the use of bamboo as an alternative to plastic products to curb pollution. According to the plan, issued by state organs including the National Development and Reform Commission, by 2025, bamboo items used as a replacement for plastics would see further improvement in their quality, variety, scale and profitability. By then, the added value of these bamboo items will increase by 20% compared with the 2022 level, while the utilization rate of bamboo materials will rise by 20 percentage points. Along with the action plan, a list has also been released consisting of major items in which plastic materials will be substituted by bamboo. You're listening to Special English. China has delivered all magnet support assemblies for the International Thermonuclear Experimental Reactor. That is according to the contractor, the China National Nuclear Corporation. Being one of the largest and most important international scientific research projects in the world, the reactor is popularly known as artificial sun, for it is able to generate clean, carbon-free energy in a way similar to the sun by emitting light and heat through fusion reactions. The project is jointly funded by the European Union, China, the United States, Japan, as well as the Republic of Korea, India and Russia. According to the China National Nuclear Corporation, the delivery of the core components has laid a foundation for the reactor's first plasma discharge, a milestone of the project, and it also provides strong technical support for the design and construction of future fusion reactors in China. The superconducting magnet is the largest component to confine the plasma, 
thus ensuring the fusion reaction proceeds stably. The magnet support system, mainly used to support and fix the magnet system, will be the first basic component to be installed in the reactor system. Since 2018, the Southwestern Institute of Physics, under the corporation, has delivered more than 30 batches of magnet support assemblies. This is Special English. A wild Himalayan yew tree, which is believed to be over 1,000 years old, has been discovered in southwest China's Yunnan province. The living tree is located in the Fengqing area in the Lansang River Nature Reserve. It stands about 12 meters tall, with a trunk diameter of 1.32 meters. Shi Song Lin, a professor at Chengdu University of Technology, said that the Himalayan yew grows slowly in the wild and has poor regeneration ability. Shi added that the tree has broken the record in both trunk diameter and age of wild Himalayan yew in the Fengqing area, which is of great significance for studying the origin of the species and its living environment in the area. Currently, more than 1,000 wild Himalayan yews have been recorded in Fengqing, with a distribution range of about 8,000 mu, about 533 hectares, mainly growing at altitudes between 2,500 meters and 3,000 meters above sea level. That is according to the Management and Protection Bureau of the Reserve's Fengqing area. The Himalayan yew is a national first-class protected wild plant in China and is listed as endangered on the red list of threatened species by the International Union for Conservation of Nature. You're listening to Special English. That is the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read two of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. The world travel and tourism sector is well underway to recovering from the COVID-19 pandemic. That is according to Julia Simpson, the Chief Executive Officer of the World Travel and Tourism Council, who at the same time urges governments to further ease visa application procedures. Simpson made the remark on the sidelines of the Council's 23rd Global Summit, which took place in Rwanda's capital, Kigali, from November the 1st to the 3rd. Simpson suggested that governments should work to ease visa restrictions and accelerate the process of visa applications in a bid to further support international tourism. The latest data from the World Travel and Tourism Council and its partner, Oxford Economics, shows that global travel is surging back, with all regions recovering faster than previously expected, especially the Asia-Pacific region. Simpson said that the travel and tourism sector is growing more than double the rate of global GDP. 
under the theme Building Bridges to a Sustainable Future and co-hosted by the Rwanda Development Board, the Travel and Tourism Council brought together thousands of industry leaders, experts and key government representatives this year in a bid to support the sector's growth and move to a safer, more resilient, inclusive and sustainable future. Simpson also noted that regenerative tourism is the key for future development, which aims at promoting a more sustainable way of travelling and making sure that the cultural heritage, local traditions and environment are conserved from one generation to the next. Founded in 1990, the World Travel and Tourism Council is a global authority on the economic and social contribution of travel and tourism. As a non-profit organisation based in London, its members include more than 200 CEOs, chairpersons and presidents of the world's leading private sector travel and tourism businesses. This is Special English. Amid concerns over the ecological impact of releasing foreign species into the wild, Guangzhou, the capital of China's southern Guangdong province, has put in place a local wildlife management regulation, starting on November the 1st. The new regulation could see violators fined up to 10,000 yuan, about 13,600 US dollars, and facing potential legal repercussions if their actions harm people or property. Under the new rules, the release of foreign wildlife is largely prohibited, with certain species, like the alligator gar, explicitly listed. However, residents can set free native species deemed appropriate under a government-curated list for reintroduction into the wild. Those looking to release such wildlife must also submit details, including photos, species information and the planned release time, to a designated government platform at least three working days in advance, allowing time for official feedback and guidelines to be given. Moreover, individuals are required to release animals in designated areas set by authorities, and releasing wildlife outside these approved zones could result in penalties from 2,000 yuan up to 10,000 yuan. The head of Guangzhou's Legislative Affairs Commission voiced concerns over the widespread release of wildlife observed during recent inspections. Specifically, the introduction of invasive foreign species has been wreaking havoc on the balance of local ecosystems due to a lack of effective management measures. The official also pointed out that releasing wildlife indiscriminately imposes various challenges. Foreign species might outcompete native ones for resources, while poisonous, ferocious or unquarantined species may attack humans or other animals on being released, or even spread disease. Some released animals, lacking survival skills, may also be highly vulnerable. Species like the alligator gar, which is at the top of the no-release list, has also been found in many places like parks and universities in Guangzhou. Often referred to as a living fossil, this predatory species, native to North America, has been around for over 100 million years and boasts sharp teeth and lays eggs that are toxic. In April, a university in Guangzhou discovered a 1.2-metre-long alligator gar in one of its lakes. The creature was captured only after the university drained the entire lake over a span of nearly 24 hours. According to a faculty member, the rapid growth of alligator gars often outpaces the capacity of standard household aquariums, leading some people to release them into the wild. 
Mao Kang Shan, a professor at the College of Life Sciences at Sichuan University, said that releasing animals in an uncontrolled way causes great ecological safety hazards, and the introduction of local regulations has given a legal basis to regulate such activities. That is the end of today's program. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace.